You're listening to Guts and Grind with Siju and Sajin, making the real estate journey accessible to anyone. Okay, guys, welcome back. We are here with our latest and greatest episode, episode 45 of the Guts and Grind podcast. I am here joined with my co-host, Sajin Abraham. Sajin. Hello, everybody. Hope everyone's doing well. We are doing well. Hope you're doing well. Yeah, man. How's everything been? Things are good, dude. Recently, we had to deal with like an eviction. When I say recently, it's been a few months. And so through that process of eviction, fixing up the house again and all that stuff. So it's, you know, a bit of a headache, but uh, we're at the finish line now. We actually have a tenant in line. So that's perfect. Like we're kind of went through all the stages of what we talked about in season two, (laughs) essentially, right? You know, we're getting the house ready and all that jazz. And so now they're in, the contract's been set. I think they're moving in in a few days. So, I mean, all is good now. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's a journey to get there, but we're good now. How about yourself, man? How's everything going? I think that's a great point because this year has been, you know, we, we, we show the fluff of real estate, right? And we always say, oh man, it's a great investment, you know, and it, there's no issues. It's yeah. far from it, right? No, I mean, this yeah. year, this year for me, and I think I've told you this is personally, it has probably been my worst tenant wise in the sense that. I've had to flip three tenants out of my home. So it's just like, you know, it, it's tough, but th- those are some of the things that you got to kind of go through, right? Like nothing yeah. was, nothing is ever easy, right? Nothing right. is, if, if it was easy, everybody would do it, right? Sure, so sure. just like anything else, investing, you're going to have the ups and downs. But again, like you said, the, 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 the light at the end of the tunnel is that, hey, you can, you can always fix it, right? You can get out the yeah. bad tenants, put in a good one. And actually the upside of it is the three tenants or the three properties that I actually put new tenants in, um, I've raised rent on all of them, you know, so I've, right. I've, you know, because, because the rents have gone up, you know, like, I mean, it was kind of, you know, a blessing in disguise, a disguise, right? So you have to kind of take the the good with the bad, but um, yeah, I'm in the same boat. This year has been kind of a crazy year managing tenants, but um, all good. I mean, it's all things that, you know, you have to kind of go through, right? Yeah, so. of course. I mean, it's a part of the game, right? I mean, I, I think you're right. Like we do kind of present this in the light of like, oh, wow, it's so it's all roses and, you know, butterflies and all that kind of stuff. And it's, it, you know, to the big picture, yes, it is. But when you get into the minutia, when you're in like the granular, there, there are headaches, you know, like it's at the end of the day, it's, it's a business, right? And so with any business, if you're trying to be profitable, like you're really solving problems, right? And so problems are headaches, right? And so you just have to deal with that kind of stuff. And for me personally, even though it's a headache and it's like, it's not a fun thing to deal with all these things. I still see the, the benefit of it. I still see, I still feel that it's worth it. So even though we're venting and we're talking about this, don't be discouraged guys. Don't be discouraged. Keep, don't be. keep on you know, going, going down this journey, please. It's a mindset. Just, just be prepared for it. Right. Just be yeah. in the mindset of, Hey, there's going to be the ups and downs. It's, it's just like life. I mean, you, and you, and you'll learn through a lot of it too. So yeah. with that said, episode 45, I know I didn't kind of introduce the title of it, but this is all about, you know, we've kind of went through the full gamut of purchasing a home all the way to vetting a client, vetting a tenant. And now we're at this last stage, which is basically the transfer of the keys to the tenant, which ultimately is going to be your moneymaker, right? So there's going to have somebody else that's going to be renting your home out, paying the mortgage, and you may be making a little bit of money on it. So we're going to cover a few of the things that are basically to tie up the loose ends for the final transfer of keys and kind of walking through, right? So one of the things that I like to do is if you're hands-on, right? So especially with those that are starting out with their first home, you find that right tenant, you know, meet them at the property. There's what's called an inventory form that has to be filled out. And it's basically covers all the the rooms in the, in the, in the house, all the kitchens, uh, all the, the layout, 
and and pieces that are involved in, in transferring to the actual tenant. So let's just say when you're transferring keys, you may be giving them two sets of keys, a garage opener, mailbox key, all this stuff is uh, written down as an inventory item. And it also gives the tenant an op uh, opportunity to over the next couple of weeks, do an inventory themselves of the home. If there's any damages that you kind of forgot, or if there's anything that they saw that was kind of missed, they can write on the form and submit that back to you. So it's a two-way document that basically covers both your guys' side as far as, hey, what was agreed upon, what was given to me, and what I will be giving back to you at the end of my lease. That yeah, sound no, about right? No, that, that that's perfect. And, and really, it's a, a like kind of like what you hinted at. It's a protection on both sides, right? Mm -hmm. Like as a tenant, you walk into a house and if you see that there's a, like a chip on the, like the countertop, I don't know, like, let, let's say the uh, part of the countertop was broken off. Right. Yep. And then, you know, you write that on your inventory form when, it, when the lease is up and you're moving out as a landlord, I might look at that and be like, I didn't put that chip in there. I'm going to charge you for it. Right. So this, this inventory form is kind of proof saying no is on the inventory form. Like we talked about it. You signed it. I signed it. We agreed that this chip was there. And as a landlord, I could be like, Oh yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Okay. We, or I'm not going to charge you for it and vice versa. If, if you look at that and you find that chip there and it's like, it wasn't on the inventory form. So that clearly means that you did this. So I'm going to charge you for it. So it's really just kind of setting the pace and saying, Hey, this is uh, where we stand as far as like, this is what the property I'm giving to you. You've looked at it as well. And you agree that it, this is the property except for these items. And that kind of goes to the next point, right? These items that they present to you on that inventory form, the landlord would have the ability to go in and say, hey, let me repair some of these things to make it a perfect home. Some items you, you might say, this is going to cost way too much and it's not detrimental to living in this house, so I'm not going to fix it. And as long as you agree to it, it, it is what it is. Me personally, if it's something I can fix and it's like reasonable, I want to get it done because I want to be able to present a, a really polished product to my tenants because I, you know, I, I, I'm of the mindset of like, you give uh, someone something to your standards, they live up to that standard and you expect them to live up to that standard. If I go below a standard, then they have every reason to be like, okay, well, they don't care. So why should I care? Right. So I want to present in the sense that I do care. Right. So personally, I would try to resolve those items as quick as possible. And, you know, luckily, I mean, the time has passed. So I have enough, you know, handymen on my roster to be able to say, hey, this thing is broken. Can you please go fix that? Or, hey, these three items are, you know, whatever it is, like they could just kind of knock it out. Again, there are certain extents where it's like, you know, you might have a tenant that's extremely picky and they're going to say, oh yeah, like I, I can't even think of an example, but like this one thing is broken and I'm like, well, this doesn't really affect your living, right? Yeah. This is not like a, a bad thing. Or it's like, there's a, a piece of a chipped paint or something like that, right? And I'm like, it's not really affecting you. So I'll, I'll make it very evident and say, hey, this is not something I'm going to fix, but we'll leave it on the inventory form. So that way when you move out, I'll it's noted, right? Yeah. So that's essentially the process of inventory form to you taking responsibility of what needs to be resolved, right? I, I agree with you. So the, the thing with that is like, it's just, you know, making sure, you know, because the end of the day, when they leave, right, what's at stake here is the security deposit. So that's, right. that's what me as a me as a landowner or a landlord, I want to give that back, right? But I also want to get my house back in exact shape that I gave you back. I mean, I know, I, I know the little wear and tear and things like sure. that, right? Paint chips here and there, you know, carpets a little bit dirty, if it, especially if it's been a few years, things like that. But yeah. the whole, the whole expectation of this form is to make sure the security deposit is given back or, you know, some of it may need, need to be garnished based on whatever the damages are, things like that. It's to cover both sides for that security deposit as well. Right. Correct. And, you know, um, 
Yeah, it's it's very much <clears throat> a protection on both ends, right? And that security deposit it can can be a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Depending on what you started off with, like usually it's one month's rent. If sometimes if people's credit isn't that well, I'll charge double rent, right? Um, oh, yeah. And so it's, it's not like a small sum, right? So they, t- you know, people take it seriously on both ends, right? Also, after going through the inventory list and resolving whatever issues that you might have, the next step would be setting expectations, right? The contract covers everything. Like the lease agreement will cover everything, right? But sometimes, I don't know, like sometimes people don't read those those contracts, right? And so I think it's a good idea to reiterate what you think is important, right? Like saying like, hey, we expect you to take care of the lawn. Like sometimes that's that just gets overlooked. Like it's your responsibility to get the lawn uh, mowed and water it on a regular basis and stuff. Because at the end of the day, if they don't do any of that stuff, it's on you, right? Like replacing sod is not a, a cheap or easy task, right? And so like you want to make sure you're, you're getting ahead of it. Uh, another thing that just as an example your AC filters, it's extremely important to change that out, right? Because it, it helps the longevity of your air conditioned unit. And so if you remind them of that and say, hey, it's your responsibility to do this. And there's a financial responsibility on your end as well to take care of it. Like you want to be able to reiterate that kind of stuff. So, and also the the uh, context, right? Like if something does happen to me personally, I want to get those calls. I want to know like, hey, something broke. I don't want them to be afraid to call and say, oh, they're going to charge me for this and that, whatever. Because at the end of the day, it's still your property, right? As a as a landlord, it's your property. You have to take care of it. It's going to end up in your hands anyway. So it's better to get ahead of a repair than not. And so it's important to let your tenant know like who to contact, whether it's yourself or you have a property manager, or if you just have a general handyman that you could trust and say, hey, if anything happens, call this guy and then we'll deal with the finances later. So do you have any thoughts on that? No, I think, I think you said it well. One statement that I would say is key to... Uh, to, to hang on is people don't understand their lease, right? So they, they literally are just excited to move and try to get into whatever property they're trying to get approved for. You know, even though we outline a lot of these items in the lease, people do not read the lease, right? right. Simple things like, like you said, changing AC filters, mowing the lawn. I see those, those kind of items get forgotten all the time as if it's not their responsibility. And I have to kind of remind them, Hey, listen, these are your items, right? So if the AC blows out because the filter hasn't been changed, you know, ultimately I can charge you for it. Right. So things like, Hey, you can't have somebody else living in the property other than whoever's listed on the lease. These items need sometimes to be reminded. Right. And, And some of these people, if you're, if you're renting out a house, people are moving from an apartment to a house. So they have no frame of reference on on the items that need to be uh, maintenance items that need to be uh, kept up for a house. So just some things to kind of remind them, you know, as I do the walkthrough and, and kind of summarize this whole final step of, of the tenant piece of it is, um, I'll walk them through, hey, where the main water line shutoff is, yeah. where the AC filter is. These are so like, basic items, but a lot of people don't know them. And, and least- like, it's, it's basic to us because like, we're we know it, right? Like, yeah. I mean, for me, like two of the houses that I'm renting out are houses that I lived in. So I, I know exactly where everything is, right? Yeah. And so we kind of forget that, like, not everyone knows, right? And then we have mm-hmm. to have that um, understanding of like, hey, let me just walk you through it. Even if you do know, like, it doesn't hurt for me to walk you through it, right? I remember one time, like, I would get an HOA notice from the, you know, the HOA and they're saying, hey, um, you need your lawn mode or hey, the mulch is running out. Like, you need to re- replenish your mulch. And so I would reach out to the tenant and say, hey, this is something that came from the HOA. Please take care of it immediately. And they pinged back and was like, oh, is, is, I thought that was your responsibility. And then I had to literally pull out the lease and say, section blah, blah, blah on page whatever of the lease indicates that this is your responsibility. And it was like, oh, okay. It wasn't a fight. It was just like they just thought that it was not their responsibility. 
Yeah. And so that's what we're saying. Like, if you get ahead of it, it's a, it's a headache that you don't have to deal with in the future, right? Oh yeah. So, you, you're yeah. trying to you're trying to bulletproof your your processes and and your tenant and educate them, right? I mean, some of it is right. just education, right? So you know, it, this whole process of transferring the keys and and finally giving literally they're living and basically owning your home, right? For the length of the lease. So educating them and making sure they are fully up to speed on the property as but as best as you can will benefit you only in the long run, right? Make, make your life easier and hopefully, oh, yeah. you know, just giving them the right contacts. What are the right processes? If they have an issue, how do they contact you? Do they contact you? Do they email you? Do they put in some ticket through a homeowner, you know, home management system, whatever it is, right? So just educating them and kind of closing that loop that way everybody feels comfortable and that's what this last step is yeah for sure i, I mean i i think you can't prepare too much you know what mm-hmm. i mean like it's a i feel like in every step that we've you know we're kind of wrapping up the season two the series and the season in every step you could kind of see if you're prepared and you're well organized it makes your life way easier right oh, yeah. in the process of running any kind of business really but in particular with real estate if you're if you're ahead of the curve and you kind of put yourself in front and say I can anticipate that they might have this question. Get in front of it. You know what yeah. I mean? And and that's kind of what we're trying to say. The inventory form allows you to get ahead of it, right? Giving providing the right context allows you to get ahead of it. And, you know, and setting the right expectations allows you to get ahead of it because, you know, there's a lot of ambiguity and people assume certain things, but the contract, the lease agreement is really what at the end of the day what you follow, right? Nope. And so if you can anticipate someone not reading the lease agreement, maybe it's a good point to just verbally talk about it or you know, whatever communications you were saying, like just kind of list it out and say, hey, these are the particular things that I want you to be very mindful of, right? And again, it's not like a, a thing to be mean or like lord it over anybody, but it's just, you know, you want to have um, the right expectations on both sides. But that's it. I mean, we basically wrapped up the whole process from like beginning to end. If you if you go back and, you know, if you guys made it through this much of this episode, I'm telling you, we have, we probably put out about 20 episodes that are all about, you know, from the beginning to end of the life cycle of getting a rental property or any property That's, for that matter. And I think it's, right. I think uh, it's a pretty complete picture in my opinion. And I'm pretty proud of, you know, what we did. We kind of broke it down like step-by-step step, made it super, yeah. super, you know, digestible and hopefully you guys hung in there with us for sure and so the next the next episode is going to be a a quick summary of it all just so you could have a better picture of it but i want to i want to admit like we might have missed something and so if you have comments or thoughts or something you want to share like please let us know like comment below wherever you're watching this you might be watching this on facebook or youtube or whatever it might be please let us know your thoughts we want to make this better like criticize us. We, we really want to know is, does the lighting, is the lighting bad? Like, do you not like the tree in the background? Like, let me know. I, just, I, I want to know. So we could like correct things, right? We want to make this a, a fun experience and we want it to be a conversation. We don't want it to be just like us telling you we're, we're not experts. I don't, I don't view myself as an expert, but we, you know, we've, we've done this for a little bit. And so we want to share what we know at the same time. We want to know as well. We want to learn as well. I, I feel like we kind of set this up as an opportunity to grow others, but we also want to grow as well. So please, 100%. like, if you have information, please, like, let us know your thoughts and comments. And, you know, we'd love to read them. 100%. Uh, with that said, we will wrap up this week's episode and uh, hope you guys are doing well. Till next time. Peace, guys. Later. Thanks for listening to Guts and Grind with Siju and Sajin. Be sure to tune in next time.